Margarita Montanez, M-O-N-T-A-N-E-Z. And uh, 4423 Bruning Drive in Parma, Ohio. Okay, and are you married? Married. Right. How long have you been married? Uh, ten and a half years. Do you have any children? Yes, five. And your children's names and ages? Raul is 24. Alyssa is 18. Uh, Frankie is 10. Isabella is 4. And Nayla is 3 months yesterday. Okay, and what do you do for a living? I'm a real estate agent, and I I work I work part time at Kaiser. And what do you do at uh, Kaiser uh, Hospital? Yeah. Okay. What do you do over there? Um, I it depends because I'm I'm a floater PRN, so administration or communication communication office. Okay. And uh, other than uh, working in the real estate business, you're a realtor. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. All right. And where do you work? Uh, At ERA Lens, Parma. And how long have you been involved in that type of business? Three years. All right. Um, are you active with your children? Very, yes. And how active? Uh, I do, I go to all the basketball games, PTU, certificate sale in church, um, do homework at night. Okay. Involved as far as uh, PTA and things of that nature? Yes. And what, how are you involved here? I sell certificates on Sunday after Mass okay. at St. Anthony's. All right. Do you know the defendant over here? I do. And how do you know him? Um, he was an old friend and employer of mine. Okay. And when you say an old friend, what do you mean by an old friend? Um, I was we, I was his friend. We dated as well, but we were friends for a long time. And how long have you known the defendant? Uh, about 16 years. And how is it that you first met the defendant? I worked for um, Adam Trash and Hamdi Kassam in their liquor store in 1994, around there. And that's uh, Hamdi Sam Kassam? Yes. All right. And where was Sam Kassam's liquor store that you worked at? Um, in Middleburg Heights, I think on Warrensville Center. And how old were you when you started working for the 24. Case? And uh, how is it that you met the defendant through Kaysom? He went into the liquor store to visit Sam, I guess. All right. Did there come a time that you were working for the defendant or his family? Uh, in uh, 2000. And how did you come to work for them in 2000? Um... They had an opening at their store, and uh, I became the manager. And what kind of store was this? Uh, pager store. And do you remember the name of the store? Page One. Right. And how long did you work at the Page One? Um, until we moved to Dish, I don't know, uh, a year and something. And Dish, what is Dish? Dish One Up Satellite. And did you work for Dish One Up Satellite? Yes. And what did you do for Dish One Up Satellite? Um, I did uh, sales and service, and uh, I did a lot of things for Faraz, personal errands. Okay, and Faraz, Isa is the defendant's brother? Mm -hmm. Is that a yes? Yes, All right. sorry. And what kind of personal services did you do for Faraz? Oh, uh, whatever he wanted me to do, run, run around, babysit, go to Sam's Club, take Mrs. Isa to the doctors or shopping. Just personal errands. Okay, Mrs. Issa being the... Nemati. Okay, so the defendant's mother, is that correct? Mm -hmm. 
said yes? Yes. I'm All right. Sorry. And uh, when you say take her to the doctor, how many occasions did you take her to the doctor's appointments? Countless. And uh, what other type of personal service? You said babysitting? Babysitting. Okay, and whose children were you babysitting? Gales and Fanasas. All right. And where did you do the babysitting services for them? Their home and mine. Okay. Both. And how long had you been the babysitter for her? On, on occasion, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week. You know, not, I wasn't the babysitter. All right. Because I could, if she needed a babysitter during my work hours, I could babysit. If Mrs. Issa needed something done during my work hours, but not beyond three o'clock, I, I didn't. Except when Faraz brought the kids to my house. Okay. Well, how is it that you became, as an employee of Dish One Up, a, a babysitter? Well, I knew the whole family. I, when I worked for Sam, um, Mr. and Mrs. Issa used to come in and visit. Okay. And so, so she just felt comfortable with me. All right. And uh, I knew Gail for a long time, so her and I used to visit Gail, so they just became comfortable with me. Okay. And let's talk about how comfortable were you with the defendant? Very. We, it, when I was younger, we had uh, started maybe seeing each other a little bit here and there in 95. Okay. And where is it that you started seeing each other? While he was mean? working for Kaysom, or um, no, I didn't. I didn't work for. I only worked for Kaysom for about a year. I didn't work for them uh, always. I started another business at home, and uh, or I worked for. Um, I worked for um, a, another pager store, but not theirs. For uh, Gabby and uh, Abe, somebody on by my house in, on Pearl. Okay. For only a few months, and then I started uh, selling pager cases, airbrushed. All right. How um, did you end up starting to date the defendant? Um, just we were just friends. When he, when I worked at Sam's, he invited me to get a pager at his pager store, and uh, I paid the bill, but the pager was free because he was Sam's cousin. So. All right. Well, how did that relationship evolve between you and? Just friends, you know, friends and. He invited me to his mother's house when they were not home, out of town, because uh, they were retired, so they'd go out of town. In Bay Village, and we'd uh, watch a movie or something, and... Uh, well, how long did you date? Um, not long, at that time. All right, well... We, off and on, you right. know, here and there, not, not long, we were not... Were you in love with him? No. Did you fall head over heels for him? No. All right. What do you mean, no? You so I, had, I dated, I mean, I, I dated other people. I had a boyfriend at, at what, a certain time. Yeah, but uh, was your boyfriend a doctor? No. All right. Um, Neither was he. All right. Well, you know him when he was in medical school? Right. Okay. Um, by the way, when you started dating the defendant, was this a, uh, did you ever live together? Cool. You and the defendant? No. Um, I didn't even spend the night. I had kids at home. Right. So you have, how, how old is your oldest child? 24. All right. So how old were you when you had your first child? 16. All right. And how many times have you been married? Once. Twice. Twice? Okay. At the time that you were dating Same the... Same man. All 
pardon me? Twice to the same man. Twice to the same man, okay. And he testified uh, the other day, is yes. that correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we weren't divorced. Pardon? We just got married twice, we were not divorced. Okay, well, can you explain that, how you get married twice? <laughs> <laughs> we um, we got married in Vegas, and then we got married in our family church where our parents both got married. All right. When was it that you got married in Las Vegas? September 11th, 1999. And how did you pick the date of September 11th of 1999? My sister kind of dictated how that was going to go down because she got married on August 28th. She went on her honeymoon a week after her honey after her wedding. And uh, we were going to meet in Vegas whenever she was going to get there. So Frank and I took my big kids, and uh, we're going to meet her in Vegas. And we were leaving Vegas on the 12th because we got to California on the 8th of that year. Right. And I know because I, I looked at a lot of pictures this last few weeks. So, um, And uh, we went to California, picked up a, good, a best man, went to Vegas, waited for my sister, and got married on the 11th, and her flight came in at like 10 at night. So we got married, didn't even sleep hardly, and went to the airport at five in the morning at, on the 12th. Well, had you, did you elope to, uh, to go out there? We to planned it. All right, and when did the plan start to become into property? Um, he asked my dad to marry me in June, but I was already pregnant. Got pregnant in May on purpose. We wanted to have, you know, start a family. So I said, if I have a baby, if we have a baby, I have to get married because my father's going to kill me. So did uh, this is your husband Frank? Uh-huh. Is that a yes? Uh, yes, I'm right. sorry. Did your husband, your husband Frank, ask your dad if it was okay to marry you? Yes, is that correct? Okay. All right. Uh, uh, at any time during that time frame where you had become pregnant and got married to Frank out in Las Vegas on. September 11th of 1999, uh, did you continue to pursue a relationship with the defendant during that time? No. Did you, uh, during that time frame, express a desire to be married to Yazid? Never. Did you ever ask Yazid to marry you? Never. Okay. Did he ever talk with you about getting married? Never. Did he ever talk about a future with you? No. Did you ever stalk him or, uh, you know, continue to... Uh, uh, pursue him in a romantic relationship? No. Um, you were aware that Yazid and Rosemarie got married in, on September 11th as well? Correct. All right. And how did you become aware that Yazid got married on that same day? Um, I was uh, selling airbrush in a pager store on Superior. There was another guy there, Dave, I forget what company he was with, and uh, the owners of Perfect Pagers. And they mentioned he was getting married. They they had gotten an invitation and he was getting married. Okay. Were you invited to Yazid's marriage? No. All right. Did that upset you or bother you in any way? Not at all. All right. Now, had you ever, up until that time of uh, September 11th of 99, had you met uh, Rosemarie Issa? I met her in a pager store once. Okay. When did, was that that you met her? I don't remember. Right. And were you envious of Rosemarie? No. As far as her being lucky enough to marry this man right here? No. All right. Did you ever express to anyone, as far as uh, the folks that were, you were friends with or people that you work with, that you wish that you could be the Mrs. Issa? No. Okay. Now, take us from September of 1999 and your relationship with Yazid Issa and uh, your involvement with the Dish One Up business. Um, after I um, had Frankie, 
February, I stopped doing airbrush and um, stayed home for a while. And then um, that August, I asked, they, Shara said they needed someone at the store. And I started working at page one on, on uh, Northfield Road. Okay. And by the way, what kind of money were you making there over at the page one? I was making good money, $500 a week. Okay. To work at the store, is that correct? And did that include these babysitting or taking mom to the, do you have to answer yes? Yes, I'm sorry. Right. Yes. So, I always did it. I always, I always did my extra work on the clock. I never did it on my personal time. Except oh. when Fadas brought the kids to my house, right. which I was glad to do, but... All right, and what about the defendant's sister, Runa? Did you know her? Yes. Runa, yes. Runa, I'm sorry. And how did you know her? Just their sister. Right, and did you ever visit her at her house? No. And as far as uh, the defendant being to your home, had the defendant been at your house? No. Right. And had you ever been over to his house over in, first of all, when they first got married, did you know where the defendant and Rosemary were living? No. Did there come a time that you learned that they lived in Gatesville? Yes. And how is it that you came to learn about uh, where they lived in Gatesville? Uh, someone must have given me the address okay. to go take them something or bring them something. Or... All right. Uh, so you would also visit over to the house in Gatesville? No, I would not visit. I would I would go there to, if I if I had to go there, but I would not be visiting. Okay. For what reason would you go there? Um, to take papers from Dish or money. What do you mean money? Uh, money in a brown paper bag from Taras. Okay. Yeah. So you were delivering cash? I had a lot of cash. All right. Well, what do you mean by a lot of cash? Uh, cash in a paper bag. Like what? maybe when Faras took the take in from the satellite, maybe he'd give his brother half. I don't know. All right. Well, did you ever count the cash that you'd no, be delivering? never. Now, how many times were you bringing ba bags of cash over to I remember taking, I've only, I've only been there a few times, like uh, three times, so I took cash there once, but he gave me cash before. Who do you, what do you mean? The defendant gave, gave me cash, okay. uh, $2,000 in cash and a credit card once when I went there. Okay, to deliver to someone else? No, to, to set up the nephew Osama in an apartment. All right, so what were you doing as far as setting up somebody in an apartment? I got him an apartment, and I took him to buy mattresses, and came to take him to buy sheets, and just uh, okay. things he'd need in an apartment. So you were somewhat of a personal valet to the uh, to the Isas as well. Yes. Right. And did you actually sign the lease for this individual? Or? No, I did not. Okay. But it was my uncle by marriage. That we got the apartment from an uncle by my, my husband's uncle. Okay, so you had... So uh, he didn't need a lease because he had me to vouch, I guess, kind of. Okay. And this fellow, why couldn't he handle this himself and get his own? Uh, he was new here. New from where? I don't know. Right. I don't know where he came from. He was new and I was helping. <coughs> okay. All right, then let's go forward then from 1999. This relationship you had with the defendant... Uh, was this a sexual relationship? At what point? Well, th throughout any point of the relationship. At one point, um, after we were married in 2001, we began another sexual relationship. So after you were married and after the defendant was married, yes. is that correct? Right. So why did you become involved in a relationship with the defendant while you were married? Um, I was having problems at the time and... 
I um I called them both in. I was crying. Me and my husband were having problems, and I thought I was going to get a divorce. And they both came that same day because they left me there in the store a lot by myself. Who was there? Well, we Faraz, really. Yazid barely came there either. Right, so Faraz left me alone, and I, I had to go to the store no matter what problems I was having. If my kids were sick, I had to take them to the store with me because there was no one to replace me. So I always had to go. So Frank and I were having problems, and I called the boys in, and they came. And then about a week later, Yazid asked me out to, for drinks at the Winking Lizard. And um, we went to Motel 6 after. Motel 6, uh, where? It's on Route 8. OK, that's out uh, Summit County, is that correct? I don't know. All right. Um, so you went and to the motel and had engaged in sexual relations, is that correct? Yes. Right. Um, so did this begin an affair with uh, the defendant? It began um, on occasion. It wasn't a love affair or anything. Okay. Well, what do you mean it wasn't a love affair? You know, we weren't, I wasn't, we weren't waiting by the phone for each other to call or anything like that. Okay. So why were you involved with it? Why was I involved? Yeah. I, I guess maybe because it was something that was familiar from the past that he was, you know, he must have just said all the right things. I don't know, okay. you know. And uh, during this time, you were aware the defendant was married. Is that correct? Yes. All right. He ever indicate to you why he was strained from his wife? No. All right. And on how many occasions were you too intimate? I don't know. And how long did this go on for? Um. Not often, maybe once a month, maybe uh, sometimes skipping a month or two. Um, not often. Right. Where was it taking place? At the Motel 6? Most of the time, yes. Okay. Any other places? Mrs. Issa's house when she was out of town. And where was uh, Mrs. Issa's house located? In Mayfield. Okay, Mrs. Issa being uh, the defendant's home or? His mother. His mom's home. Okay. Right. What about over there at the defendant's house with that, where he lived no. with his wife, Rosemary, and their two children? No. You ever sleep with them over there? No. Right. And uh, any other locations other than the defendant's mom's house and the motel? At center? that time, no. All right. Well, during the time frame that uh, we're talking about here. Right, no. All right. How long were you involved with him? Um, probably end of 03, beginning 04. Okay, and so it went on for a period of time, is that correct? Yes. Is that yes? Yes. Okay, and why did it end? I, it just, my life was just changing at the time. I, my husband and I went to marriage counseling, and our, our, our relationship grew, and we wanted to move on with our family and have a baby and another baby and we just just my life changed it was just changing and I just didn't want to be in a, you know seeing somebody okay um, did you tell the defendant that your life was changing no if he called to meet me I'd make an excuse I didn't want to no I, I couldn't go today whatever and how did he react to these excuses he was, he was fine could care less Really? I mean, I could care. It wasn't like it wasn't like a, a must-have uh, 
though neither one of us really showed any emotion in the relationship. Okay, so this we never physical. had an argument. We've never had an argument with each other. Was this um, physical? Correct. Well, there's been some suggestion that you were crazed head over heels in love with the defendant. No, I've never been crazed over head over heels, never. And that you wanted to be the next Mrs. Issa. I was already a Mrs. Somebody. I didn't want to be anybody else's Mrs. Anybody. Uh, did the defendant ever indicate to you that there would be a future with, with him? No. Did you, you know, in, uh, uh, over there at the Motel 6 and having discussions about your future, did you ever have any? No. Okay. Uh, now, over there working at the Dish One Up, uh, did you get special treatment because of your relationship with the defendant? I don't think so. Well, I you? think I had a special relationship with Faraz, and, uh, and then I think they all confided in me, they all trusted me. I mean, I probably had special treatment because I worked for the family and was trusted by the family. Right. Did you flaunt your relationship with the Issa family with other employees? No, it was whatever I got to do different was obvious. If I got up and walked out, no one really asked me where I was going. Or I work with a lot of different people. No one asked me, where are you going and you know who are you going with? I just did what I wanted, just did what I was supposed to do. Okay, well, would you get these, uh, would you come to work on time every day? Or Absolutely, just... I opened the door. I was the, I was the key person every, every morning at DISH. And then how long did you work for Dish? Let me see. Maybe four and a half years. And then I was never late. I always came on time. I always okay, did what then, I was supposed to do. They paid you pretty well? Yeah, but I didn't work a lot of hours at, at that time anymore. Um, but. Yeah, they paid me well. And when you were doing the babysitting chores, they would pay you your regular rate? I was still rate? on the clock. All right. They didn't pay me separate. I was on the clock. Um, let's go up then to the time of Rosemarie's death. Do you recall that time? Yes, yes, yes I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, it's been testimony that that occurred on February 24th of 2005. Uh -huh. yes. Were you working for the ESAs in February of 2005? Yes. Right. And doing basically what you've described, yes. ladies and gentlemen of the jury? Yes. Still opening the doors in the morning? Yes. Right. And uh, as far as the uh, location there for the Dish One Up uh, offices, did you have your own desk, your own workstation? What was that like there? Um, I sat in a section with service people. So we had like a cubicle with a little wall. And I just had a cubicle with everybody else in service. I wasn't in a supervisor's seat or a separate office or anything. Okay, did you have uh, um, uh, responsibility to answer the phone over there? Yes, I did. Okay, so you were doing that. Did you have the responsibility to book appointments for Faraz? No. Were you involved in any type of strategies that Faraz had with his brother about business opportunities? Other than doing the mail, I know, I know that they were interested in doing other businesses, but I didn't have any involvement. Did you ever have any uh, involvement as far as helping to prepare legal documents or things of that nature for them? No, I mail them, but I didn't have any involvement. I did all the mailing there, too. Right. Were you ever called upon to sign documents as a witness to any transactions? No, right. not that I know of. Uh, up to February 24th of 2005, had you been in uh, Yazid Issa's home over in Gates Mills? I had been there about three, three or four times. That's 
and for what reason had you been there three or four times? To take him things or pick up something. Okay. And that's it. Did you, uh, were you familiar with the inside of that house as of February 24th of 2000? No, not before. Just one time I was through the kitchen, to the pool area, and back out. Right. Do you one. recall the time of year in relation to Rosemarie's death as to that February 24th time frame? Were you in there the days prior to her death? I don't recall being there the days prior to her death. Uh, in February, it may have been there in January or December. I don't remember being there prior in February. Right. And up to that point in time in February of 2005, uh, the status of your relationship with the defendant, were you still romantically involved? No. Were you still having meetups at the uh, Motel 6? No. Were you still having uh, rendezvous over at Yazid Issa's mother's home? No. Were you still in a position of trust with the Isas as far as doing chores and taking grandma or mom to the doctor's visits? Of course, yes. Uh, babysitting Faraz's kids? Yes. How many kids did Faraz have? Three. And do you recall their names? Mm-hmm. And what were their names? Um, Adam, Isa, and Ahmed. Adam and Ahmed? Isa and Ahmed. Yeah, okay. And their ages, if you recall? Maybe seven, four, and one at the time. And when was the last time that you saw uh, Faraz Isa? When's the last time I seen I saw I saw Faraz? Yeah. Uh, maybe when I had my baby in October of '04. No, no, '05. I had her. I'm sorry. He he visited me in the hospital. So you did. Do you carry that baby full term in October of '05? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. And and uh, Faraz came to visit you. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Said yes. Yes. And where did he visit you? At the hospital or at your home? At the hospital. Okay. And uh, at that point in time, um, were you still having a, a fr uh, friendly relationship with Farazisa? Yes. All right. A actually, last month, he hugged my husband and congratulated congratulated him on our new baby. All right. Where did you see each other? My husband saw him in the justice center last right. month. Okay. And he hugged my husband and said, "Congratulations." Okay. And going back then to February of 2005, how is it that you learned of Rosemarie Issa's death? Alicia Pickering, um, a supervisor, mm -hmm. she called my cell phone. And where were you at the time that you learned of her death? I was on Pearl Road in Parma, driving somewhere, I don't know where. And at the time that you learned of her death, what did you understand the circumstances surrounding Rosemarie Issa's death? She was in a car accident. Okay. Did there come a time that you talked to Yazidis uh, after his wife's death? A few days later. And where did you see him? I called him. Okay. And why did you call him? To just tell him how sorry I was. Okay. And do you recall what his response was? I left him a message, actually. Okay. So I don't, uh, he didn't, I didn't hear back from him right away, yet, I don't think. All right, well, he was he was thankful for the call though when he did call back. All right. Did you attend her funeral? Yes, her wake. Only. You went to her wake. Mm -hmm. the, yes. Yes. Right. And the time you attended your wake, her wake, did you go with anyone else? My husband. So you and your husband went there. Mm -hmm. Yes. And did you talk to Yazid at the wake? We just said sorry. You know, he just shook his hand and kept going through. Right. So a very a very large crowd at her wake. Uh, did you know any of Rosie's family at that time? No. Right. 
and it, up until that point in time, had you do, done any babysitting services for Yazi and Rosie? No. Had you met these children of his? Uh, I met Armand, maybe Armand. And where did you? At the store, at Dish. At Dish? Yes. Okay. And uh, when you attended the wake, did you stay there or did you just uh, express your condolences and leave? We, yeah, we went, uh, we, my husband and I walked across. It, it was a long line out the door. We waited in the line and we walked across and in the front row was Gail, Tarasa's wife and Mrs. Isa. And we paid our respect and we looked at the collages from her, you know, her, her, she had a wall of flowers and we just looked a little and kept going. Okay, so you talked to, was Faraz there as well? I don't remember. I thought Runa was there. I, or <clears throat> defendant's sister there? You know, I just remember Gail and his mom right now. I don't, I'm sure they were there. Okay. Maybe, maybe standing with them. I don't really remember. No one's and who is Gail, by the way? Galia. Galia, who is that? Faraz's uh, wife. All right. When you talked to the defendant following his the, the burial of his wife, yes, did you have a discussion concerning the circumstances of Rosemary's death? Um, yes, I asked. What did you ask him? Uh, if they know, you know, how what happened to Rosie? Why did you ask that question? Because she didn't have a she didn't have a bad car accident. She she didn't have a a, a car accident where she got physically hurt. She was. Beautiful, still. You know, she still looked like Rosie in, in her casket. I mean, right. it was ob no obvious injuries. So. Right. What did he say to you? He said uh, they didn't know and they may never know. Okay. Did he make any accusation against you at that time? No. God. Did he accuse you of having something to do with his wife's death? No. No. Okay. Did you ever have a conversation with the defendant about uh, whether or not you were involved in her death? No. Um, at that time that you had this conversation with the defendant that they may never know what killed Rosemary Issa, how did you respond to that, that statement? I don't remember. Did there come a time that you provided uh, uh, babysitting services for the defendant? I did. Tell us about that. Um, I, we arranged at DISH that I would babysit Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. And I know that I know that I don't remember. I didn't. I know that because I I got to hear my statement over. So I knew I would babysat three days in two weeks, three days a week, but I didn't remember why. So um, that's how I know why. I, I heard it in my own statement that I had made an arrangement with Faraz that I would babysit three days okay. for him. At how he needed it, though. You know, if he didn't need it that day, then I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, and how were you recruited to be a babysitter? I offered because I, you know, I, I felt bad for my friend. His wife died, and um, I wanted to help because I already was, you know, a personal, a close friend of the family, and I thought I could help during my time of work okay. well, because I have my own family at home. So I really couldn't help in the evenings, but I could help while I was at work. Were you trying to manipulate your way into there and get into the Issa house? And no, not at all. Did you think that this might be a nice opportunity at that point in time for you to be more involved with the Issa? No, not, not at all. I was, I was only thinking about helping. That's Did you all. think maybe this would be an opportunity to capitalize on Rosie's death 
to better your situation? Nothing wrong with my situation, no. Okay. Uh, so who you offered, who did you make the he offer? Called, he called me who and said, he? Uh, Yazid, Yazid called me after I had offered the fa to Fadas that I would help. Yazid called and asked me if I could come back, come over on Friday after Rosie's funeral and everything. You know, he's <clears throat> like, if you still want to help, I said, yeah, of course. And I went uh, the Friday following the funeral and everything. That was the first day. Okay. And when you went over there for the first day, who was there? <clears throat> Mrs. Isa, Yaz, and the two kids. Right. And how long did you stay there? I don't remember. Maybe till two. Okay. And as maybe far as, earlier. And as far as caring for the children, what were you given any kind of direction, or what were you to do over there? Um. Yeah, there was actually quite a few, quite a bit of direction. The little girl was in like a gymnastic kind of cute little mommy daughter something. I don't know, maybe, you know, where somebody has to go along and help and she does tumbling and she was only two at the time. Right. Armand was five, I think in kindergarten. So I got familiar with the school. I went over, not that day, but in the, in the next five days that I had babysat, um, that there was school for Armand, bathing them, um, laundry, okay, so cleaning up, right. I, whatever I could do while I was there, I did. I could do whatever I thought needed to be done. You know, I would do it. Okay. Uh, and as far as did you learn your way around the house? <clears throat> not really. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I, not every. You know. Well, you were able to do the laundry, right? Right. So you had free reign of the house, didn't you? I did have free reign. Did you? Were you able to go up there into uh, 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 Yazid's bedroom? Yes. He asked me to change the bed sheets the first day I babysat. Right. Did you have an opportunity to go up into take a look at Rosie's closet or anything like that? When I put when I put their laundry away, I went into the closet. Okay. Maybe who's, once. Whose laundry did you put away? His. Okay. Uh, were you were you being nosy throughout the house? No, I'm not nosy. Okay. Now at this point in time, did you were you familiar with the issue concerning the calcium pills? No. At the time? Yes. No. All right. And as far as uh, access into the kitchen, you had pretty well free reign of the kitchen. Is correct. That correct. Yes. So you could open up all of the cupboards in the kitchen. Correct. I could, yes. You could go look in the refrigerator, is that correct? Yes. All right. And as far as access to the computers in the house, did you have access into the computers? Yes. And where were the computers located? Uh, one in the kitchen and one in the office. Okay. Did you use any? Two in the office. Two in the office? One was for Armand and one was for the dad, for the defendant. Okay. And did you use any of the computers? A little bit. And which computers did you use? Um, I could use the kitchen one if I had any dish work to do, or I could use his, but uh, I think I mainly check my checking account, my Charter One account on the computer, and use the kitchen one for dish, because the kids had bigger space over the kitchen area. What do you mean bigger space? You know, to do maybe while they were eating, or sitting there coloring, or whatever. Just the kitchen was just more comfortable. <laughs> And when you say you were doing work for Dish, what do you mean? What kind of work were you doing for Dish? Oh, we had, I, I, you know, I couldn't even tell you now because it's been so long, but we had a database at Dish. And I don't remember what kind of work I had to take with me there at this time because it's been a long time. But if I did have Dish work, I could do it there. All right. Any other chores that you were doing other than some laundry? Sweeping 
Okay. Were you preparing meals as well? For the kids, yes. Okay. And did you spend any overnights there at the home? No. And during the time that you were there with the children, were there any visitors? Uh oh, yes. Did Rosie's friends come over? Um, her sister, her mom, maybe her sister-in-law, um, friends. Um, I don't remember if Ava came over or not. So how did you like this situation as far as becoming the babysitter for the children? Um, and the housekeeper, I guess, is what you're telling us. The housekeeper part was not easy. I wasn't crazy wow. about that. Well, because it was physical. <laughs> and I had to do all that stuff in my own house. So it was not that. Uh, but, I mean, I, I would do it to help him because okay. I felt bad for him. Right. He had a house, they had housekeepers, but they didn't come off. They only came one time the two weeks I was there. So. And who were the housekeepers, if you remember? Three Spanish ladies or four. So they would come Same over. as Gales. Okay. Same as Fedasas. So they had uh, cleaning people, was that yes. correct? Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, did there come a time, let's go up into March then, March uh, 16th, March 17th, that time frame? Yes. Okay. Were you in the Esau house on March 17th of 2005? Yes. And would you tell us why you were there on March 17th? He asked me to come later. He had an appointment. And that wasn't even my scheduled day because that was a Thursday. Who called you and asked? But asked. I'm sorry. Right. And when did he call you and ask? They, you? He always told me if he needed me on that Monday, Tuesday, or Friday, he would call me in the evening the night before and tell me what time because I would I would be there <coughs> time for him to do whatever he had to do. Okay. So he must have told me on the 16th to be there at 11 on the 17th. And any particular reason why he wanted you there at 11 a.m. on the 17th? He had an appointment. Did he tell you what kind of appointment? He didn't tell me at the time, no. And did he tell you, indicate to you how long he needed you to be there? No. So did you arrive there on the 17th at 11 a.m.? Yes. <clears throat> at the time that you arrived on the 17th at 11 a.m., can you describe the defender's, the defendant's demeanor? Yes, he was different. He was a little bit uh, anxious. What do you mean by different? He was, you know, like uh, a little excited, you know, like following the kids and me around and, you know, just acting different than normal. And had you ever seen him act this way before? No. Did you ask him why he was acting different? I did. What did you ask him? I asked him, what's, what's, what's the matter? Why are you bugging us? You know, because normally I did my own thing with the little people. I had my son there, too. He was five at the time. So, cause, so I asked, well, you know, what's your problem? Why are you, you know, following me? Why are you following me and the kids around and stuff? And he's like, nothing, nothing, you know. Okay, so you found it to be unusual that he was following you through the house? Yeah, like he was quiet though, you know, not like talking of his normal self, do this with the kids, do that. You know, it was just more of a nervous kind of walk around. Did he leave to go on his appointment? He did. At the time he left, did he, uh, did he make any phone calls before he left? I don't know. And at the time he left, did, uh, did he leave by himself or did he? Uh, yes. Okay. And how long was he gone? I don't, I don't know. I know from my statement, uh, but I don't, I wouldn't remember offhand on my own. All right, let's ask you then. Uh, At least an hour and a half. All right, and did you hear from him before he came back? Yes, he called before he came back. All right. What did the defendant say to you on the phone when he called? He said, um, don't, don't be alarmed. <coughs> don't let the kids be alarmed, but the police are coming back with me to get Rosie's medicine. 
and how did you react to that? I said no problem. And uh, any other comment other than not to be alarmed that the police are coming back? Not that I can recall right now. All right. Uh, were you worried about the police coming back? No. Did you know what kind of medicine he was talking about? No. Did he mention calcium pills to you at that no. time? Did you, did you know where this medicine was located? No. Had you been snooping around the house at any time? <laughs> no, I'm not a snooper, no. Did you uh, at any time handle or possess these calcium pills? I did handle them once. Okay, when was that? He asked me to read him the expiration date on the calcium pills. Well, tell us about that. Um, I was in the kitchen window. He was standing a little ways away. And they were like right here by the window ledge and he could have easily reached over and checked them himself. And I was like, after he did it, I kind of wondered, why is he asking me to? It's exhibit uh, 40. You recognize that? No, I don't. They, they look kind of big. Okay. It looks kind of big. All right, that's not the bottle that he had you look at? I don't remember. It may be. Well, tell it's us the about expiration it. date October 2006. Take a moment. <coughs> mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Okay, well, how is it that you remember that the expiration date is October 2006, but you're unsure as to whether or not that's the, the bottom? I don't know. Oh. Just don't remember. All right. Well, tell us what uh, this conversation was about. Uh, he said that he wondered if something was wrong with the medicate, the, with the with the vitamins, that you know maybe there was something wrong with the vitamins. If I if I would check the expiration, maybe he thought she died of old calcium pills. I don't know. So I just gave him the expiration date. And then when was this in relation to the uh, um, visit, uh, the March seventeenth incident? He had to be uh, within. Uh, it wasn't the day that the first day I got there. It had to be four days in between there. The four different, the Monday, Tuesday, or Friday between the first and the last day I was there. I okay. don't know. So is the first day that you went there was the Friday following the funeral, right? Uh, the fourth. Okay. That's the first day that you're over here on March 4th, is that right? Yes. Okay, and the last day that you're there is March 17th, is that correct? Yes. All right, so sometime within that window of time, you had, had this discussion with the defendant, is that right? Yes. All right. Now, and I told Faraz, I did, he asked me for that. I, I told Faraz, he asked me for the expiration date, and Faraz kissed me yeah. on my forehead and said, sorry. Sustained. As to right, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's okay. get let's okay. Get him right here, okay? Okay. All right. So you're sitting over, you're over at the house, and where does this calcium pills come from, first of all? They are sitting right on the kitchen counter. I don't even know where they came from. He I, he must have put them there. All right. And did you find it to be curious or peculiar for him to be asking you questions about? The calcium pills. For him to ask me to check the expiration date, and he was standing right next to me, he could have he could have checked them himself. All right. Well, why didn't you say, "Well, hey, look at them yourself"? I was just being polite, and I just looked at the just. Well, perhaps maybe he didn't have. Uh, does he wear reading glasses, by the way? I don't think so. Right. I've never seen him in glasses. Never seen him where maybe he needs to. I've never seen him wear glasses. Okay. Well, any particular maybe. Uh, difficulty he was having at that time that it would be uh, hard for him to read what the expiration date was on these pills. No. 
So you looked at the pills and you determined that the expiration date was what day? October 06. Okay. And what kind of conversation did you have about the relevance of the expiration date on the calcium pills as to how that related to Rosemary Issa's death? I, I, I assumed he thought if they were old, they could hurt her. I don't know. Well, what did he tell you as to why it was? He said maybe something's wrong with those. Uh, let's check that. Why don't you look at the expiration date? Okay. And that uh, thought process that he expressed to you, the defendant, had to have occurred after Friday the 4th of March. Is that correct? That's right. Right. Uh, did you suggest to him that perhaps maybe we have to get those pills tested? No. Did you make any suggestion about perhaps let the coroner know about these pills? No, I didn't say anything about anything. Did you open the pills up and look at them? No. Okay. Um, any other time that you handle those calcium pills? No. What did you do with the pills afterwards? I, he took them from me. He took them? Yeah, I handed them right to him. Right. And do you know what the defendant did with the pills then? I don't. He must have put them back in the cabinet. I don't know. All right. And did you at any time after that date handle the calcium pills? No. Now, at the time that you had this conversation with the defendant where he had you look at the pills, the calcium package itself, did the defendant indicate to you that his wife had taken one of these pills just moments before her death? No. Well, did he indicate to you why it was an issue as to the expiration date on these pills? Um, he said she was on calcium. He even encouraged that I be on calcium because of my age. Okay. At, at one, he, so, I mean... And when did he encourage you to get on calcium? 35. At age 35. <coughs> did you talk about that prior to or, or the day that you were looking at the tablets? I don't remember. Right. What about, did you look at any other bottles of pills? That those were the only ones on the counter. And did you go into the medicine cabinet at any time and look to see if there was any other expiration dates on other pills? No. No. So you, did, you didn't look at any type of prenatal vitamins, did you? No. You didn't look at any prescription uh, uh, drugs, did you? No. Okay. So now let's go back up to March 17th. He calls you, defendant calls you, and says, don't be alarmed, the police are coming. Is that correct? Yes. And told you they're coming for those pills. Is that correct? No. What did he tell you that they're coming? He said they're coming for Rosie's medic medicine. He didn't say any any in particular, any particular pills. He just said medicine. Okay. Well, did it dawn on you at that time that that medicine included these calcium pills? It didn't dawn on me at all, no. Okay. Um, did you go to the medicine cabinet and get uh, prepare the uh, package for the police? No. And how long after you got the phone call from the defendant did he arrive? Ten minutes, maybe. Okay. And describe the defendant's demeanor at the time that he arrived back. Um, he he arrived back with the detective, so he was he was okay. He asked the detective at the time um, if they had any new news on her death, and um, I, I think the detective said no, no new news. All right, where did this take place? In the kitchen. All right, were you introduced to the detective? Yes. Right. And did you introduce yourself to the detective? No. So, uh, Yazid said, this is Detective so-and-so, is that yes. correct? Yes. All right. Um, and what did Yazid do with the various pills? He gave them to the detective. And where did he get them from? From the cabinet above a little pantry next to the refrigerator on the left side. And uh, after he turned the pills over, was there any further discussion with the detective? 
No, other than that question he asked, no. Right, so he asked again, the question was? If there was any new news on her death. Okay. That he didn't, that he wasn't, that he wasn't aware of. All right. All right, so after the detective left, is that correct? That is correct. All right, what did the defendant do after the detective left? He kind of flipped out. What do you mean he flipped out? He was cussing, and he was like, what the heck, you know, why are they, you know, why are they asking me questions, and, you know, you know why, and I'm like, why are you upset? You know, why, why don't you, why don't, if you, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, why, why are you acting, you know, all panicky and upset about them asking you questions? Okay, well, why did you ask him those questions? Why did I ask him why he was upset? Yeah. Because his wife died. He, he, anybody would want to know why your wife died. Why would he be upset that they asked him questions about to help, you know, try to... Maybe he had some information that could help them. So why would that make him upset? He had information, you know, that he could, if he could help. Well, when you say he flipped out, how much... Uh... He was cussing. He was... Mad, he he went up to his room and didn't want the kids to bother him. Okay, was he angry with his children? No. Was he angry with you? No. Right. Say he was cussing. He was using uh, the F word. Okay, and that's in front of the kids. They were probably playing. They were, you know, probably right. play, they were with they were there with me and probably watching Disney or something in the big living room. Well, who was he angry with then? With the detective, with the being questioned at the Highland Heights Police Department. And did you, in your small episode with that detective, did you find him to be inappropriate in any way? No. Unprofessional? No. Accusatory? No. Did that detective start nosing around the house? Not at all. Did he go upstairs or into the bedrooms no. or private areas? No. Did he go through that cabinet where the defendant got the pills? No. Okay. So was there anything about the episode, as far as you saw that event of turning these pills over, that would give you justification or explanation as to why the defendant would be so angry and upset? Um, the, only, the only thing I could think of is that he felt like they were questioning him about her death. That's the only thing I could think. All right. Did the defendant say to you that they were accusing him of having some responsibility in his wife's death? Um, I think he, I think he might have said that they had, you know, asked, you know, like questions about around her death. I don't, I don't really recall exactly. Defendant ever indicate to you there was anything wrong with those pills? No, never. So you say he went upstairs after he flipped out. Is that correct? He did. Right. Then he. That was out of the ordinary. What was out of the ordinary? That he. You know, push the kids outside and say, go try to do, be upstairs. Right. Was he pretty stressed out by then? Yeah. Okay. And what did he do when he went upstairs? He shut the door. And how long did he stay upstairs? Till Faraz came. And then how long after uh, was it from the police coming to get the pills that Faraz showed? An hour. So he Around an his... hour. Around so an hour. All right. So he remains isolated in his room for about an hour. Is that correct? Faraz comes in and asks me where he's where he is. I say up there, and uh, he went up there with him. Okay. And at the time that Faraz arrived, uh, can you describe Faraz's demeanor? He was angry. Angry. Mm -hmm. Okay. And did you come to learn what Faraz was angry about? At the time. Yes. No. Right. Well, was he angry with you? No. Was he angry with the children? No. Perhaps he was having a bad day. I 
think he was angry at Yazid. Yazid. Yeah. Okay. All right. And how long did they stay upstairs in the, this is the bedroom upstairs? Yes. Uh, how long were they upstairs in the bedroom? I don't know. A little while. And then what happened after? They after? came downstairs and they were going to leave and Yazid asked, is it okay if the kids, if you stay with the kids for a little while longer? And um, I said, oh, you know, Faraz actually jumped in and said, don't worry about her. She, she got, she'll take care of it. Don't worry about her. Well, was he was angry. <clears throat> Who was angry? Faraz. Well, what was your, when the defendant called? I was scared. When, Faraz, when, that, when all that started, I just was like, I just got scared. Like, why are these guys flipping out? Because he got questioned by the police. Okay, well, why, did, why were you afraid? What were you, let me ask I, this. What were you afraid of? I was afraid that Yaz hurt Rosie. At that time, I was like, I, th I just thought, why is he being so defensive if he didn't do anything wrong? And I just got scared. And, well, were you afraid of Faraz? No. Now, just to be clear for ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you were called the night before by the defendant to come and babysit for this appointment. Is correct. that correct? And what was the time frame as far as how long you were scheduled there that you I was going to babysit till 5. All right. Now, were you asked to stay longer than yes. 5? Yes. He called me back and asked if I could stay longer after him <clears throat> for us left. All right. Where did they go, if you know? They went to see Larry Zuckerman. All right. Now, tell us about Larry Zuckerman. Mm -hmm. Do you know Larry? Yes. And how do you know Larry Zuckerman? He's their attorney. And how long have you known Larry? I only know him through them. Okay. He only came if he came to the shop, or I'm not I'm not sure how long. I I went there once when I had a problem. Okay. A legal problem, uh, but I didn't know him well or anything. All right. And how is it that you came to see Larry Zuckerman for your legal problem? For us, I uh, asked for us. Okay. So just to take this, finish this day of March 17th so mm -hmm. the jury gets a clear picture what happened. Franz shows up, they go upstairs. When they come back downstairs, has this uh, uh, event that caused the defendant to be upset, has it subsided? Has he calmed down by now? Yes. All right. And as far as Faraz, is he still angry or is he I calm? didn't talk to Faraz after that one. After, after they I came down to from the bed. No, after they left to Larry's, you mean? No, um, oh, we same haven't left time. yet, all right? Okay. We want to get, they're upstairs, they have, they're up there for about, uh, how long of a period of time? Yeah, I don't know, hour, half hour, I don't know. All right, and during that half hour that they're up there, do you know what they're doing? No. Do you go over there and try to be nosy and see what's going on between Absolutely you? not. And what about the kids? They want to see Daddy? Lena wanted to see Daddy. Okay, and did Lena get to see Daddy? He brought her back down. That was before Fadas got there. Okay. And when the defendant brought Lena back down, did he say anything? To, to keep him? the kids downstairs. Okay. So he wanted some quiet time. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Now, after Faraz arrives, and they're upstairs for a while, to come back downstairs. Is that correct? Yes. Is everybody cool now? Is it? No. <coughs> he's, he's not cussing or anything, but Fadas is mad. Okay. And what does the defendant tell you as far as whether or not you're going to have to babysit longer, or what's the plan at that point? So. He just asked if I could stay with the kids for a little while, and then Faraz jumped in and said, don't worry about it, she got it. Okay, so you know, because I worked for them, so, you know. So Faraz was volunteering you to babysit longer, is that correct? correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did that upset you or bother no. you? Right. You want to be helpful to them at that <laughs> time? No, but I was scared a little bit. I mean, something was going on. 
All right. And did the uh, defendant indicate to you why he needed for you to stay longer with the children? No, I didn't know where he was going. Right. Uh, okay. Did they tell you before they left where they were going? No. Did he tell you how long he would be gone for? No. All right. And did there come a time after they left uh, that you heard from the defendant again? Yeah, he called uh, in the, a little bit later when I was supposed to be leaving at 5 and asked if I could stay a little longer. Right. Did he give you any kind of reason why he needed you to stay a little longer? No, but my husband got off work at 7, so I told him I had to leave by 7. Okay. And what did the defendant say to you when you told him you had to leave by 7? He hung up and called me back and told me to take the kids to Dominic's. All right. And did you ask the defendant at that time if everything was okay? No. Well. I don't, I don't recall okay. asking you. Right. No. And for what reason we're going to take the kids to Dominic's? Because he wasn't coming back in time for me to leave at 7. Okay, so wanted Dominic to take care of the kids as well? Dominic's babysitter, because <clears throat> they were out. Right. So did you do that? Yes. And what time did you take the children over to Dominic DiPuccio's babysitter? Yeah, at their house at 7. 7 o'clock, mm -hmm. right. And uh, just at the time that you dropped the children off, was the babysitter waiting there for the children? Um, if I could recall, the garage door was open. I'm not. And they went through there. Um, and. Uh, she, yeah, she was anticipating us Okay, coming. so it wasn't like you were dumping the kids on the babysitter mm -hmm. without any notice. No, she, she, I'm sure she knew we were coming. All right. And did you ask the defendant during a series of phone calls that were from this uh, visit by the police um, if everything was okay? I did ask him um, if he... <coughs> I did ask him if he was okay at one time, and he was, you know, not okay, and he said to me, I said, do you, you know, you can tell me anything, and he said, not this. He said, not this to me one time. Okay. Well, how did that make you feel that you... Scared. Scared? All right. Well, by offering or asking him to, you know, share with you this troubling Why problem... He was, mm -hmm. Right. Did you feel offended by his response that I can't tell you this or not this? Offended? Yeah. No, I didn't meddle in their business. Right. Well, did you at that point in time think that you could provide support and comfort to the defendant when in this time of need? Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Well, you knew that he was pretty troubled. Is that correct? Right. Mm -hmm. And you've given us a description of how he was pretty agitated. Mm -hmm. His brother was pretty agitated. Mm -hmm. Did you want to help them at that time? If I could. Okay. If I could, I would. And, and you offered to provide help to them? No. You at least asked was, what was wrong? Yes, I asked what was the matter. Okay. Um, after you dropped the children off at 7 p.m. on March 17th, of mm -hmm. 2005, did you hear from the defendant following that? Sunday. Sunday. So that would take us into the 20th of March. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Tell the ladies and gentlemen yes. of the jury how you came to hear from him on the 20th of March. He called me. Me and uh, my husband and our family were at a, at a wedding shower. And he called um, about the next day. Because it was Monday. Monday, Tuesday, Friday. So okay. he called about the next day. And... Um, 
he told me his friend his friend's brother had a car accident in one of the Carolinas, South Carolina or North. I don't know which one. Did you know this friend? I had met his friend once. Okay, who was that, if you recall? He was Indian and went to medical school with him. Okay, so the defendant was telling you about? His brother had a car accident. The brother, the friend's brother had a car accident and he was going to visit, he was going there. Okay, and for what reason was he going there? A support, I, I guess, to support his friend. Okay, what was your response to his friend's brother having a car accident and defended going to the Carolinas to do that? He thanked me for all my help, and I didn't believe him. Pardon me? He thanked me for all my help. Okay, and how did... And then I didn't believe he was going, I didn't ask any questions. So you didn't believe he was going to the Carolinas, is that correct? correct? Well, why didn't you believe him that he was going to the Carolinas? Because he said thank you for everything. Well, what was that about him thanking you for everything? Because why would you say thank you for everything to somebody if they're going to come and babysit for you tomorrow? I mean, it just seemed like a goodbye thank you for everything. Is that how you took it? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, and oh. then, and I told the, my husband and the family members that were there with us, this freaking guy just said goodbye to me. Okay. And now at that point in time, did you have a chance to talk with the defendant about what had upset him the, back on March 17th, the last time that you saw him? No. Right. Did you hear from the defendant following that, him saying goodbye to you on the 20th of March? Yeah. Okay, tell so. us about that. Sometime after, maybe late spring, early summer maybe, he called a, a, a quite a few times. Okay, he called you? Yes. All right, and when he called you, did you know where the defendant was? No. All right, and for what reason was the defendant calling you? He called um, to see how things were going. He asked about, the first, first call he made, he asked if Faraz had his knee surgery. Because I guess Faraz was having knee surgery at the time. Okay. Um, did you ever have, at that time when he called to inquire about Faraz's knee surgery, did you ask him where he was? Yes. Right. No, we, yes, we asked him, I asked him where he was. Okay, did he tell you where he was? Don't worry about it. All right, now at this point in time, had you known that cyanide had been discovered in Rosemary, Rosemary Issa's body? Yes. Right. So you, you knew that she had been poisoned, is yes. that correct? Mm -hmm. All right. So at that point in time, did you ask the defendant what had happened to Rosemary? No, he he asked uh, he asked me if I believed him that he didn't do it. Okay. Uh, at that time, when the defendant asked you that question, did he accuse you of killing his no. wife? Did he accuse you of putting cyanide into the calcium tablets? No. Did he make any kind of ac ac accusation against you that you had something to do with this? No. Um, at the time when he asked the question, he was asking you your opinion, is that correct? Yes, if I believed that he was innocent. Okay. And did you ask him, or what was your response? Well, um, if you're innocent, you know, come come back and, and, and fight for your kids. You know, don't don't leave your kids like this. Come back. And fight for your fight for your kids. At least if you're here and they know you're fighting to be with them, and that you didn't do anything wrong, then come back. And he said, "I can't right now." Okay, right now. Right. Is that what he told you? I he just said I can't. I don't. I'm not positive right now. But he said he couldn't come back. 
did the defendant at that time uh, ask, other than ask your opinion? He said, he also said that at one point in the conversation with him, he said, that's why I'm assuming he said not right now, because he said he'd hope someone else would die the same way so that it would clear him from how she died. Okay, so he was hoping that some other person would die from poisoning, is that correct? Correct. So that this would be a product tampering type of event, is that I correct? Guess. Okay, so he expressed that hope to you, is that correct? Yes. So would it be fair to say that at least in the time that the defendant talked to you on the phone, where he asked you, first of all, of your opinion as to whether or not you thought he did it, mm -hmm. that the theory that he was offering to you was that there had been the product, the calcium tablets had been tampered with. Is that correct? Overruled. Yes. Right? Product tampering. Is that correct? Yes. He was, at any time, did he indicate to you, Marguerite, that you had something to do no. with this part? No. When is the first time that you learned that you were the suspect or the person who was responsible for killing Rosemary Lisa? I've never been a suspect. I've never been accused of it. Did you see Faraz? Until, until not until the opening statement on January 26th. Okay, so you were aware of the opening statement, is that correct? I was aware of it that day. All right, so and, uh, almost five years after Rosemary's death, in this courtroom, all of a sudden, you've been named as the person responsible for killing Rosemary. Is that correct? That's what I well, heard. Let me ask you the question. Did you kill Rosemary Issa? No. No, I did not. Did you have a desire or a quest or a dream that you could be the next Mrs. Issa? No. When the police interviewed you back in 2005, were you truthful with them? Not the first time. And why weren't you truthful with the police? I didn't tell them that Yaz and I had a relationship of any kind because I was married. I was afraid. Okay. Well, what were you afraid of? That my husband would find out. Well, did he find out? Yes. And uh, did you lie to the police about the nature of the relationship that you had with Yazi? Yes. You had indicated that uh, Faraz was pretty angry that day on March 17th as well. Is that correct? Yes. Right. And there was some physical contact that you had with Faraz? What was that all about? Later? Yes. I, when I told him that uh, Yazid asked me to look, give him the, the expiration date on the calcium, Faraz hugged me and kissed me on my forehead up here and said, sorry. Okay. Sorry for... Objection. Sustained. Can't tell us what Faraz said. Well, oh. What did he do to you? He kissed me on my head. On your forehead? On my, yeah, up here because he's really tall. And how did you react to that? That scared me. Why? Because why is he apologizing? But, you know, I mean, already it was, you know, public that he's gone now, has something to do with um, cyanide, and the, the, that... Uh, he gave her her last pill, and you know, just things in the media. And then when I, I told Faraz, I don't know why Faraz said sorry. It just made me wonder. Okay. Well, let's talk about exploring that whole pill, all right? We'll call it for purposes of my questions here. The, the, the pill that was given to Mrs. Issa, the death pill, all right? Did you at any time accompany the defendant to the drugstore, the CVS, to purchase calcium? 
Nah, no. Did at any time were you sent on one of these various errands where you were doing things for the ESAs, where they asked you to go and buy things at the store, at the no. at the drugstore? I've been to the drugstore with Mrs. Nemeti ESA, but never for using no. Right. And up until the time of uh, of uh, February 24th of 2005, the date of Mrs. ESA's death, uh, did you have access to that calcium pill bottle? Say that again? Up to February 24th, the date of her death. Not after her death. No. But before that, did you have access to that? No. That tip? No. Did you have access to uh, to the house? I had been to the house before, but I, I would never go through their things. Okay. Had you been into their medicine? Never been alone, no. All right. Never alone in the house? No, never alone. Did you, up until February 24th, ever have any conversation with the defendant about his marriage to his wife? Once. And what was that about? He got real drunk at a party at their house, or, or their brother, I don't know, at a family, with the family, her family, and he embarrassed her. Did you ever have a conversation with the defendant about his marriage? Other than that, he, no, he never, he never talked to me, nothing. Other than that one bad thing he did to her, embarrassing her in front of her family, he did not share his personal business with me about, and what about not that kind, not okay. uh, com com any conflict between them now. Now let's uh, go through the, the, the gentlemen that are on this uh, photo board. Can you tell us if you recognize any of the folks that are out there? We'll start over here on the left hand, all of these individuals. I don't know Fatty, and I don't know Michelle Madeline. Okay, so you never met Michelle Madeline, is that correct? Correct. Okay. And Fatty, that's, I know everybody else. Okay, so Fatty Khalifa, you did not know him, is that correct? Right. And what about the Awad brothers that we've heard about, Omar, Abe, and Mike? Yes. And how do you know those guys? I airbrushed pagers from, for years, and I sold to them. Okay. And then Sam Kasem, you used to work for him, is that right? Right. Okay. And then as far as uh, Hadi, do you know Hadi? Yes. And how do you know Hadi? Sam's son. Okay. And did you say... I, actually, I, I've been to Sam's mom's house several times. Okay. Where is Sam's mom's uh, mom? She lives in Brooklyn. Okay. How many phone calls did you get from the defendant after he left or disappeared on that, uh, that weekend of March uh, 18th, 19th? Quite a few. Right. Well, what was he calling you for? I don't know. I Just to check, He sometimes he'd ask about family. If I saw his mom, he asked if I'd give her a kiss, but don't tell her it was from him when he asked me that one time. Okay, any other conversations that you had with him? Um, he asked me once if they were comparing him to uh, the Peterson case. Peterson case, what was that? Uh, the guy who killed his pregnant wife and ran off with the, well, wanted to be with the other lady. Okay, and what was your response to, who was they comparing? The news? To Peterson. He, he was watching the news on the computer. Okay. So I don't know, uh, you know, uh, why he. All right, the defendant indicate to you whether or not he liked to be in the limelight or enjoyed this uh, so what was the relationship to the Peterson case then? The husband killed the wife for the girlfriend. Okay. Any other conversations you have with them? 
yeah. Um, he asked, um, but like right on the spot, it just seems like I can't even think. Um, The next few times he called on my cell phone. And were you letting the police know about these phone calls that were being made to you? No. And why weren't you doing that? I don't know. I, I, in a way, I wanted to know where he was. I guess I was trying to find out where he was. Well, why was it important? I thought he was guilty. Why was it important for you to know where he was? So I could tell the police so he could come back and... Okay. Well, why wouldn't you then have contacted the police every time you got a call? I don't know. Maybe I thought I'd find out on my own and tell the police. Maybe I didn't want to spook them. I don't know. All right. And during the time that you were having these conversations with the defendant, did you have any further conversation about uh, this being a product tampering type of case? He, that, was, that, was, that was when he was talking that way about it being a product tampering case. Yeah, that... No, that's the only time this is when he called then. All right, well, during those conversations about this being a product tampering case, did uh, did he ask you to contact CVS and let them know that there was something wrong with these pills? No. Uh, did he ask you to do anything concerning the background of the pills themselves, the calcium? No. <laughs> At any time, did you pick up the phone and let the police know that he was telling you that this was some sort of tampering with those calcium pills? No, but I was scared. Why were you afraid? I was scared that he would that he was capable of having something like that happen because he did, he did it. Yeah, he. I know he did it because Faraz told me he did it. Sustained. Can I see counsel inside, please? 